Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about new coaches in the NFL and what their prospects are for fantasy this year, which ones are in great situations and which ones are in terrible situations. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And before we begin, I just wanted to remind you all, please like, comment, share, subscribe, hit that little bell too. Um, that'll get you, let you know when I got new podcast posting. I'm going to try to do one every week here while we're in total off season right now. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the new coaches in the NFL, new coaches, new coaching staff, and as a general rule, um, I tend to view a new coach as a positive, man. You, you know, it is very rare to see a coach retire from the NFL. They're usually fired. And it's usually because they've just outstayed their welcome. And it doesn't matter if you won a Super Bowl, right? You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Philly, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you made it to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Who cares? What have you done for me lately, right? You're out of here. Um, but, you know, usually by the time a coach gets fired, the team has basically already quit on them. And you could see that last year. That, that You could see that with uh, a lot of these coaching staffs that they just came out of the bat, uh, came out in September were just totally flat, uh, just like they were the, the year before. The, the, the team had quit on the coach. So a new coach comes in, fresh blood, new system. Um, you know, there's new relationships to form there. And, uh, you know, like I said, in my app, what I had done in the past is if they had a new coach, I just gave those players with the new coach um, a one-star bonus to their outlook. I, I just gave them a little bump on their outlook. And I've decided that, that that's not always a great thing to do, right? Let, let's look at Adam Gase, right, and the Jets. There never, ever should have been one-star bonuses applied to any player associated with Adam Gase, right? So uh, I'm going to go through the new coaches, and, and what I'm going to do this year is I'm only going to assign uh, a bonus to these coaches whose system I like, whose assistant coaches I like, and who already has some established talent to build around. And, and there are a couple of teams where the cupboard's pretty empty. You know, that's the only way to say it. You know, um, last year we had new coaches like uh, Frank Reich of Washington, Matt Rule at Carolina, Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. Those guys came out and they made improvements to the team. They improved the situation of the team. And more importantly, they generated positive fantasy value for those players on those teams. So, um, you know, let's look at the new coaches here and, and, and we'll see which ones are really worthy of getting that new coach bonus in the app for the upcoming season. So, um, uh, the first one, uh, is, is, a, uh, you know, I think a very good coach, but coming into a horrendous, horrible situation. And that's Robert Sally of the jets. And, uh, Sally was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Um, and he brought in Mike LaFleur. That's a brother of the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, as his offensive coordinator. Now, these guys have a massive turnaround project ahead of them. Now, one thing going for them is, is you got the, um, you know, you, you get the, the bounce 
from just the fact that Adam Case is gone, right? We've seen that now in so many cases where as soon as a player escapes the grasp of Matt Gase, he becomes a much better player. Uh, basically, everybody except for Le'Veon Bell uh, qualifies, you know, as far as over the past few seasons. So there could be some potential benefit here to the, to the offensive players left in the system, but who are we really talking about here? Uh, you know, you, you got Sam Darnold's gone. You know, he's not going to be there. Uh, who do you got for receivers? You know, you, you've got um, Jameson Crowder, right? Maybe Jameson Crowder is going to be like a 10th or an 11th round pick this year. Who do you have as running backs? Well, you got the eternal Frank Gore. I don't know if he's still going to be there this season, uh, but he's not fantasy relevant. Um, you you got uh, P. Ryan there, right? I mean, maybe do you take a chance on P. Ryan? This is a rebuild back to the, the foundations of this team. And because it's a defensive coordinator that's taken over as head coach it's going to be much more focused on building up the defense first and so again very limited fantasy opportunities here overall um you know they're going to have a new uh, a new quarterback, probably Zach Wilson of BYU is going to be their selection. They got the number two overall pick, uh, but this is a multi-year rebuild, and I'm just not seeing any guy on the Jets who I would like to have for the 2021 season. Now in Dynasty, different uh, that's a different thing. You know, maybe you t- you pick up Zach Wilson late as as a rookie quarterback, take a chance on him. Why not? Uh, it's going to be a very low-risk opportunity if he even gets drafted at all, which I don't think he's going to be in the top 250. He's, he's not going to be a drafted player. Um, so, you know, as far as the Jets go, can't give the coaching bonus to them, right? Um, now, the next situation is a little bit better, and I, I, I'm very intrigued here, and I like what they're doing so far. Nick Sarani of the Eagles, uh, former offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, so that's a decent offense, uh, offensive system. He brought along uh, Shane uh, Stitchen, um, who was the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Chargers, who really helped Justin Herbert this past year. So that's also very, very positive. I love the fact that they got rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz is now in Indianapolis. I don't know how they swung that trade, but uh, um, they, they, they got him out of there. That means Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. I like Jalen Hurts this year. I think he is uh, he's going to be a... Um, uh, a late round quarterback that does have some nice upside. He, of course, he's got the rushing capability. That's always very important for fantasy football. Um, and uh, you also have Miles Sanders, who I think is due uh, for a bounce back season this year. You know, he, he had a pretty terrible season last year, but once Jalen Hurts took over as quarterback, his play drastically improved. And so we're, uh, what I'm hoping is that we will see more of that this year. And, and so, um, that's a positive, right? So there's lots of good stuff happening here. Now, now the weakest part of this team, obviously, and it has been a chronic issue, is the wide receiver position. There's really nobody in there. And you also have the issue that Zach Ertz, probably gone. Um, that will slightly help Dallas Goddard, but Goddard was very disappointing this last year. He was the tight end 20, so he didn't do anything, even the opportunities when Zach Ertz was out. And, and so, but, but losing Zach Ertz does help him. He pretty much is the top receiver on this team. I mean, who else is there? You know, I, I mean, it's, it's like a bunch of, a, a bunch of no names or has beens. Um, I do like people talking about, uh, the NFL draft, uh, that the, uh, that the Eagles will take, spend their first round pick on an elite receiver option. 
that's great. Although, you know, again, with rookie receivers, you really don't see them come on until the second half of the season. So is that a draftable position? But there are some good things here, right? I, I, I see very positive things overall for this team. I'm going to have to give them the new coach bonus to uh, make this happen. All right, so the next uh, coach I am uh, want to talk about is actually the one I'm most excited about, right? Um, it is the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, coming over from a, a, an incredible and outstanding college football career. I mean, you got Florida, you got Ohio State, um, and he comes into actually a pretty good situation here. I mean, it's uh, I'm, I'm very excited. First of all, right, uh, Jaguars get the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the man. Um, so it is a new, uh, you know, it is a new quarterback situation, um, but this could be like a Justin Herbert kind of situation here as far as I'm concerned. And there are really nice offensive assets on this team. Now, let's see here. Now, um, he, he, he's bringing in uh, Daryl Bevel as his offensive coordinator, who, who's from the Seahawks in Detroit. A little bit less excited about that. You know, obviously those are two offenses that have – that have struggled, especially for fantasy purposes, right? I mean, you can't really say that the Seattle offense is bad because it's not, but it's just really inconsistent and, and really inconsistent for fantasy, you know? Um, um, so uh, how's that going to play out? Likewise, Detroit's one of those teams that just seems to chronically, has always seemed to chronically underperform uh, expectations relative to the talent on that team. So anyway, a little bit less excited about that, but I love Urban Meyer. Um, what do we got for, for assets on the team already? Well, um, you got James Robinson, who was one of the biggest surprises at running back last year. One of my favorite mid round pickups. I hope you got him on your team because he was an every week starter. Uh, once you got him on there, um, you know, he's back. Uh, we've also got uh, the uh, upside, and I'm really, really excited about seeing the potential upside of LaVisca Chenault. You know, again, last year's wide receiver uh, group was, uh, by most measures, the most talented group of receivers to ever to enter the NFL. Now, in the end, only three ended up being fantasy relevant, right? You had Justin Jefferson, who had an amazing season. You got CeeDee Lamb, who had great, great season. He's one of my He's one of my favorite upside breakout players this year, um, and, and he was a he was a wide receiver too. Uh, and then you had T. Higgins, who ended up with some flex value, right? So um, there's just three of them, and there was like twenty wide receivers that were all rated as uh, outstanding by most of the metrics. Uh, so I think there's going to be some massive upside for most of these second year receivers. Uh, this year, they're actually going to get a preseason. They're actually going to get a, a, a full uh, training camp, offseason program. Um, there's going to be massive improvement across the board with both of these receivers. But uh, I love LaVisca Chenault. He, he's just one of those players that I'm very, very excited about. Of course, I'm biased because I'm a Buff fan, Colorado Buffaloes all the way. Uh, obviously, his big issue is uh, injuries. You know, can he stay healthy? And that was that was an issue all through college. That was an issue in his rookie season, but still, I love the upside here. He's going to be a late-round pickup. He's going to be like an after-round 10 kind of guy. Um, and also, you got you got Ch uh, Chark there, DJ Chark, um, who uh, uh, had a very had a very disappointing, underwhelming season relative to expectations. Very underwhelming, uh, which was too bad. But now he's going to be dirt cheap on the draft board. I see a bounce-back potential there. Um, 
So we, we've got some things here. we got some assets. Very positive situation uh, for the Jags. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to make some significant strides this year and really improve uh, offensively. Um, so I'm definitely giving a bonus to uh, the key players of this offense because I think there's, there's a, a lot to be said there, um, even with the potential uh, downgrade of playing with a rookie quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to work on that as well to see if I um, – if we're going to put in that uh, that negative on the outlook for these players. Because, again, I think it's becoming less of an issue. These players are coming into the NFL from college ranks uh, NFL-ready. You know, and we've seen that over the past couple of years. Guys immediately come in, uh, can make an impact, or in their second year just really kind of establish themselves as a leader in the NFL. So um, let's move on. Next team, uh, this is another one that I'm actually pretty excited about. I think uh, this is a good move. Brandon Staley of the Chargers. Uh, now, it is another defensive-minded coach. So that – when you look at the Chargers, right, isn't that their – that's their biggest problem is this chronic underperformance of this very talented defensive squad. Um, someone who can make significant strides in that would be a defensive-minded minded coach – um, he, uh, he's coming over from the LA Rams. This is also hilarious that he changes teams. He didn't have to even have to move. You know, he's just, his kids didn't have to move to a different school or anything. Minimal disruption for him personally going from the LA Rams to the LA Chargers, right? Um, but, uh, he's bringing in Joe Lombardi, who was the quarterback's coach for the Saints as his offensive coordinator. I think that's very good too. Um, uh, you know, we want to see Justin Herbert continue to develop, although, again, it is very disruptive for your rookie quarterback to have to learn a brand new offensive season in his second year in the NFL. He already had to learn a new one last year. Now he has to do it again. That's going to be a little bit tough, but there is a significant talent around him. You know, you got Keenan Allen, you got Austin Eckler, you got Hunter Henry. Maybe, maybe Hunter Henry will stick around. We'll see. Um so there is offensive talent there. Um, uh, you know, so this, again, I, I think it's a very, very positive thing. I do have Justin Herbert as a regression tag, though. So it makes me a little bit less enthusiastic, but uh, I'm still going to give the new coach bonus here to offset some of the negatives on this team. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's a very good situation. Just uh, my concern about Justin Herbert is, you know, my concern with Justin Herbert is the, the same as what I would have with someone like Baker Mayfield, who had came out rookie year, had a great rookie season, then a coaching change, and, and then a slump in a sophomore year. So, uh, again, I am probably going to be steering clear of most Chargers this year, but I think that it's still uh, – it, it, there's still positive things here. I think it's still a good situation. They will get the new coach bonus to offset some of the negatives. Not quite as positive as with some of these other teams that we've been talking about, but I think it's still good. Now, uh, the next one, again, team in decline, a team with aging talent on the board. Is a new coach really going to be able to turn that around? Uh, I'm talking about Arthur Smith of the Falcons, new coach, coming over from the Tennessee Titans where he was the offensive coordinator. So that's very good. That's great. Uh, one thing to note, the Tennessee Titans were a run-first team. You know, obviously Derrick Henry, you've got a bulldozer there. Uh, there is no run game uh, in, in Atlanta right now. Gurley was a complete bust 
totally awful pick. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I ever recommended him. Um, you know, his decline was apparent even before. But who's even on that team without Gurley? Uh, you know, uh, um, Gurley's not going to be there. You know, Ito Smith, you know, there, there's nobody there of any significant talent. So um, if we want to see him institute a Tennessee Titan-type offense, they're going to have to get a running, uh, you know, they're going to have to spend – an early pick to get themselves an elite running back. And that is what everyone's thinking they're going to do. First round, first pick, they're going to go uh, running back, uh, Najee Harris. And that would be great. Um, that would give me a, a significant boost in confidence for this team. But otherwise, uh, what else do you have going on? Okay, so they 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 brought in um, Dave Ragone, from the Bears as his offensive coordinator. That guy was the passing game coordinator for the Bears. And I know what you're thinking. Everybody was talking about how awesome the Bears were through the air over the past few years, right? Oh, wait, no, you weren't, right? So that is a concern. Um, You know, that doesn't thrill me. But uh, still, I like Arthur Smith. Um, And the Falcons just seem to be like, right on the cusp of a complete rebuild where, where like the jets where the cupboards completely empty. Uh, that's not the case with the Falcons, but it's close. I mean, come on, you've got, uh, you got Julio Jones, who's now going to be, I think he's 31 or 32 at the start of the season this year. So he's already a wide receiver in decline coming off a terrible season. Um, could be a bounce back candidate, but again, he's an aging wide receiver. They're, they're ceiling every year is going to get lower and lower. And so we're going to, he might be a bargain on the draft board. I don't know where he's going on draft boards right now. Depending on where he is, I would consider taking him. Um, but, you know, you've also got Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is, I, I think, 36. He's right on the cusp of where I stop like. Uh, I stopped liking quarterbacks. You know, quarterbacks are usually good for about 16 seasons. And once they hit that 16th season, they hit the wall. Now, of course, Tom Brady, the absolute exception to all of that. Um, but this past year with the aging quarterbacks, we saw what happened. We saw what happened to Ben Roethlisberger. We saw what happened to Philip Rivers. We saw what happened to Drew Brees. You know, these guys, they stopped being able to make those plays that make them elite quarterbacks. And so that is another concern, you know. All right, so uh, uh, they still have Calvin Ridley, who is an, a fantastic asset, should continue to build, is, is a great piece. But that's it. I mean, that's basically it. You know, maybe um, Hunter Henry will be a little bit better this year. A second year in the system, um, a- actually going to someone from the Tennessee Titans, uh, run first offense. They utilize the tight end more, um, even though they didn't utilize the tight end a whole lot over in Tennessee uh, this past season. But uh, you know, there is some maybe potential there, maybe as a tight end two, you grab them. Um, but uh, I don't usually grab tight end twos. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens in the draft, what direction they go. If they go running back and then get themselves a couple of offensive linemen, uh, I'm, I'm going to be more excited about this team. We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, right now, I think I'm going to hold off on the new coach bonus. Uh, but I might institute it. We'll see how the draft goes, right? Um, so they're kind of borderline. Um, the final one is uh, probably my most disappointing one to talk about. You know, it's it's the Texans uh, who picked up David Cully. Uh, and I totally get why Deshaun Watson wants out of this situation. They have destroyed his team. They've destroyed his prospects. It's now a complete rebuild. And if Watson leaves... 
it's a New York Jets rebuild kind of situation. It's going to be like at least two or three seasons before they do anything again. Um, Cully is coming over from the Ravens, where he served as the assistant head coach, the wide receivers coach, and the passing game coordinator again. I'm not impressed. <laughs> That's not a great uh, passing system like the Bears. It's like, why did these guys get a promotion? I don't understand. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Cully is keeping Tim Kelly as the, OC, uh, as the offensive coordinator and interim head coach from last season. That's better for co- continuity. Uh, but again, it's a team that's just like on the verge of a complete rebuild. I mean, they, they, they've got a 32-year-old running back. They've got wide receivers who can't stay healthy. you got Fuller and you got Cooks. Those guys can't stay healthy. You, you know, there, there's, there's no star maker. Deshaun Watson is the best piece of that team. If he leaves, it's a total loss. Um, and I really hope that he gets out. I think there's some better situations for Deshaun Watson. Texans could get a boatload of draft picks out of him and try to just rebuild from scratch. And I think that's that's where they're probably going to go. Um but uh you know, I wouldn't I would not take any Texans players this year. Um you know, again, for season long fantasy, you can't trust Cooks. You can't trust uh you can't you can't trust um Fuller, right? You can't trust either of those guys. Uh they're better for daily fantasy. But um more bad news, man. <laughs> the Texans traded away their first and second round picks in this year's draft as well. They can't even start rebuilding this team this year unless they trade Deshaun Watson. If they trade Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, they could get some first and second round picks out of that for sure and and start from scratch. Who did this? Who allowed this to happen? This is like, this is so abysmal. I get it. Deshaun Watson, let him go, man. He is disgruntled. He will not perform for you. He will probably hold out if they keep him on the team. Uh, because why would you play for this? Why would you play in this mess? So um, no way am I getting a new coach bonus to this team, man. This this team is a mess, just, just a disaster, a complete disaster. Um, but that's it. So, you know, we've got three good situations. We've got one marginal. We've got to wait and see what happens with that. I got two absolute no's this season, man. So, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm, I'm changing the new coach bonus. So that's not an automatic if it's a new coach. Um, and I'm only going to assign it right now to the Eagles, the Jags and the Chargers. Uh, that that's it. Um, so anyway, good luck this next season. I hope this was informative to you. Uh, and, and like I said, we'll, we'll be continuing this every week. We'll talk about a big topic. I got a bunch of stuff on the docket. I want to talk about second year coaches who are some guys that can really make some strides in the second year. Um, we've got wide receivers to talk about. We've got contract year players. There's a whole bunch of stuff we need to talk about, but, but we'll be getting to that. So thank you very much for watching. Again, if you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. I appreciate you uh, watching these videos. And, and, you know, this is just a, a fun pastime that I have. Uh, and I want to share my knowledge with you. And I want you guys to win some championships. I love it, man. I love winning my championships. Look at that. Won some good money this past year. I did. It was a good year for me money-wise. Uh, not a great year fantasy-wise because of the situations I was, I've been talking about with, like, how I was constantly playing the top scoring team every single week in every league that I played. I don't even get how that happened. Um, but it does. That's what happens. That's the, 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 the joy and, um, 
the, the joy and the despair of fantasy football. So anyway, um, thank you very much for watching again. I'll be back again next week. Uh, take care. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them below. All right, leave them below. And uh, that's it. So uh, have a great day, everybody.